Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, go through some honorable mentions and some other odds and ends to have a nice little video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker, and with me as always is El Ray. What's going on, everybody? Today's guest is so well known that Fortnite actually reached out to him and just made their current victory umbrella in his honor. It is none other than Nanner. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I... I don't have much time to play this season, so it's kind of unfortunate that they put that out this season. But yeah, I'm doing well, um, so I'm ready to talk about some video games tonight. Nanner, I appreciate the fact that you said they put it in the game, because I have yet to do this, and I can't wait to see Ray's reaction as he knows exactly where I'm going. Because coincidentally, yet again, we scheduled weeks ago before the season dropped, the Nanner episode being recorded. Magically, between the time that we say we're going to record with Nanner and now, Fortnite puts the Nanner umbrella in there. Ray, I'm telling you, it's all coming questions. together. It's all coming together. I'm gonna take this one. I'm gonna take credit for. <laughs> Ray knows people. I that I just want to know who he knows and how he does it. <laughs> and to what end? I don't know what purpose it serves either. I, I like I'm making this grand elaborate conspiracy theory. I mean, aside from the fact that like, we see he's got a got got a nice office upgrade. Like he's got the computer. Look at the fancy microphone. I I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> It's all, it's, it's all just showing up piece, piece by piece. It's coming together. Do I do I get too political and just say I'm going right into corrupt organizations when we talk about our first game here? Or do I skip that part of this? And, it's, a, it's, an ex, it's an exciting way to introduce it. <laughs> well, let's segue in a totally unrelated topic to NCAA football 2014. Yep. This game's got a 4.5 rating on Channel 3. The last of its kind for now-ish, but we'll get to that later in the back end of the podcast yep. here it's on too many of the top sport game lists for me to be able to count going through channel three a number of mount rushmores and congratulations to you nanner for being tied for the number one fan spot on the channel three leaderboard for this game so tell well, us what why, why ncaa football 2014 yeah it just it's a great game i really just love the series of ncaa football but it was the last game i played obviously because it's not it hasn't been anymore that's come out um, i played a ton of them but i just had a lot of fun with with this one uh, i love the different game modes within NCAA football and in NCAA football there's the road to the glory um, where you create your character uh, create your player you're gonna be a running back wide receiver quarterback whatever it is and then you start from high school you pick what state you're in so i'm in iowa i pick what town i was in grew up in ankeny so then it would like computer generalize some other towns from your state that you'd play in the state tournament in. And you'd start there and work your way up and get picked by get picked by a school and be able to play there four years. And I, just, I really enjoyed that. I never played football in my life. So this was my way to play football, to get in there and be be a quarterback that I could never be in, in real life. But also the dynasty mode is probably what I had more fun with. You can become a coach and you pick a team and you start recruiting for them. You start building the team that you want, getting the, the quarterback that you want, the wide receivers, the line that you want. And what really made this the dynasty mode a lot of fun was I had my youth minister. Um, this was after college and everything. Uh, he loaned me his Xbox. I didn't have an Xbox at the time. Loaned me one of his Xboxes and uh, we could do a dynasty mode together, me, him, and another guy. And we would pick three terrible teams and we would be able to customize the conferences and how they're set up. 
And so we would put all the best teams up in top conference, which we did by alphabetical. So like the ACC was number one or something, some conference like that. And then we would all start in the lowest conference. And we did kind of like how soccer does relegation. You would relegate the top three teams in each conference and, and work your way up. So like the bowl games didn't matter at all. What mattered was being the top being the top team in the top conference. So that, that was a lot of fun to do multiple seasons with that and try to work your way. I think I was Arkansas State or something like that. And I I beat every team except for the other two guys. So <laughs> I was good against the computer. <laughs> so is part of the mystique of 2014, you mentioned you're a fan of the, the series through the course of time, but as part of the mystique of 2014, was it always the case or is it just the fact that you know, now that we don't have it anymore, people have latched on to I mean, trying to find a used copy of this game is going to cross into three figures, which is kind of silly for a late era sports game. When you go around, you find, you know, Madden or a 2K sports or whatever. You find it in the, the dollar bin of some used game store where they took too many back in. And for some reason, is it just because this is the last one that this is the last NCAA or is it something particular this year that made I it a little more so. special? Yeah, I think so. I think it's more because it's the last one that's been made. I've been able to play it for more years because I would play one for a year and then the next year another one would come out. So then you'd be able to play that one. So I think it really was just because it's the last one. I was able to play it for three, four years after it came out. I haven't probably played it since 2017, 2018, somewhere in there. So, But I, I really think it's probably was why it's it's my favorite one because just being able to play it longer. Not, not to speak for Ray, but being that we are three people talking on a video game podcast, I, I too did not play football. And, and frankly, I, I learned more about football from probably the last 10 years of football video games or last 10, 15 years of like, oh, wait, this is how all this works. And these are how the positions work and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I just say all this to say, you know, for me, I, I always I never had much of a difference between. Madden and NCAA. Obviously, there are rule differences, right? And how certain things happen in the course of the game itself. What really differentiated this for you versus Madden itself? I think my love for college sports over pro sports. I just really love watching college sports, especially before the NIL came out. I have felt like the the athletes were more about the team and and trying harder because they weren't getting paid. So they're trying to make a name for themselves. So then they get to a spot where they get paid, but now they can get paid a million dollars without even throwing a football yet. So it's kind of hurt that a little bit. Um, but just the the love of the college game with the traditions and the, the fan bases and the rivalries, uh, I think that's why I like it a lot more than, than pro sports. Just attached to the purity of the sport that makes perfect sense. So yeah. you've just, have you played any of the other football games since then, or have you just stuck with this is the – what, what, do you have it still, really, is probably the question? No, I don't have it still. I only have a Switch, and so I gave the Xbox back after we stopped playing and haven't played it since. So I've played a few Maddens, but I haven't really played much. of It's been like a one game against a friend or something. So Well, we, we will be coming back to this one later in the podcast, so hold tight to your NCAA or not even NCAA football takes because... We're not going to be talking about NCAA football later, but we'll be back. All right, game number two. We're going to talk about Overwatch, and I'm going to, I have to start with your review of Overwatch. I, I went through and I saw it. I was like, oh, I have to read this. 2016 and 2018, this is the only game I played. A friend and I would get off work at 5 and play until midnight almost every night. I've put many, many hours into this game. It's a shame what Blizzard is doing with it and Overwatch 2. 
I'd say that's a pretty general take amongst people that played Overwatch. So let's just start. Like Overwatch, what what was so great about that? You know, you, like you said, you play with a friend every night. Why why does game take hold for that two year period? Yeah. So when it first came out, my my best friend from college was really into it, and he was trying to get me into it, and I had no way to play it because I didn't have an Xbox or a PlayStation or anything at the time. And this was kind of right after the dark ages of video games where I didn't play a bunch of video games in, in college. I didn't play many video games in high school really either. So it was right right after college where we both were living on our own, had money to buy things, I guess, <laughs> starting to. No families at the time. And so I eventually got an Xbox just to play this game with my, my, best, friend, my best friend from college. I'm not big into first-person shooter games. I don't play a ton of them. And he was telling me how it's team combating. I'm like, I'm not going to like this game, but I'll I'll play it because I'm not doing anything else right now. So I got it and ended up just falling in love with it. And I think part of it is just being able to get on each night and play with a friend. It was was a big part of it. And now I get to do that with the dad game and and guys on Channel 3. And uh, it's just a big part of video game was being able to to hang out and talk and use Overwatch to do that. And so, yeah, we played. We we would both get off work. Uh, He lived about an hour away. So we both get off work around 5 and... Again, we didn't have any responsibilities being living the bachelor life. And so we'd get on at five and get off around midnight and just put in hours and hours and hours of of game time into that. So I, I, I ended up loving the gameplay of it, the the teamwork aspect of it. Kind of, I love sports, so kind of fell into that. You, know, you have to work together as a team, like most sports you have to do. And so I love that part of it. It's The first-person shooting is a little different, I would say, than most because not every character has to shoot someone a lot of time i would my mains were tanks and healers so oftentimes i wasn't i wasn't the one shooting people because <laughs> i'm terrible at that so uh it was nice to have have that tank i was reinhardt a lot and so i just hold my shield there forever for my teammates to shoot which i guess i enjoyed i don't know <laughs> would you consider did you consider yourself like competitive in the game or was it just i'm just hanging out and having fun or did were you kind of working at it while you were playing yeah and that's kind of what ruined Overwatch for me a little bit. So at first I, I started out as just very casual, me and him. And when we first started playing, it was when Overwatch, at the very beginning, you could the whole team could be a team full of Reapers. And you can't do that anymore. And so it was very casual. We'd do fun, silly stuff like that. And then we started to get into the ranked mode. And we had some other friends that would join us and start playing. And, and when you play ranked and get paired with some randoms in the game this it can be a very toxic community overwatch was and i did not like it because i want to play video games have fun i don't want to be have someone yell at me for doing terrible and in that moment it's that's not fun for me so I, I kept pretty casual but i did do ranked a little bit and get try to get competitive with it i like so how you what, used was toxic in the past tense that was a nice touch well i don't i don't know i guess i don't i don't play overwatch too so it probably still is <laughs> I was asked. Okay, so you don't play Overwatch two? Why? What? What is? Why are all the Overwatch people so upset with Overwatch two? I'm not upset with it. I just don't have the time with all the other games I play. <laughs> I guess I, I tried it out. I played it, and it was after a few years of not playing Overwatch that so I tried. I'm like, I just don't feel like getting back into this game right now. So, all right, fair enough. I'm Commander Nikki, and this is your favorite podcast on gaming. <laughs> uh, uh, at least, uh, I hope so. 
Hello and welcome to the trailer of Nikki's Gaming Universe, the show where I, Nikki, will talk about all things gaming. Things such as different genres, soundtracks, music, art. Are video games art? Yes, they are. That's not up for debate. I will talk about my favorite games, gaming moments, gaming movies and shows, also different kinds of gaming media in general. From action-adventure games to zen-like casual games. Just everything I want to talk about when it comes to gaming. So get your controllers and keyboards or whatever you want to use to play ready and enjoy the show. So I'm going to move to the third game on the list, which is, I feel like through the whole list, this game just kind of stands out. There's another one that might too, but it's a bit newer. But game three is Star Fox Adventures, which I mean, I'm going to say I'm really happy to see on the list because I, I love this game too back in the day. A hidden gem of the GameCube. Is that a... Is that a fair way to describe I, this game? I think so. I think because even in, in college, I would talk about this game with people and they would have no idea what I'm talking about. They'd be so confused on what I was talking about, which surprised me because this was the, the first Star Fox I ever played and the only one I ever played until a couple of years ago. So that really surprised me. <laughs> that is that's an exciting way to get into Star Fox because this, this was not this was not what Star Fox games were before. No. So I love so, when that kind of take comes out because that's when like more gray hairs appear on my beard instantaneously on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so uh this game, I, I found some facts about it that I, I did not know until about 30 minutes before we started this, was supposed to be for the Nintendo 64, and it was going to be called Dinosaur Planet. It was going to have nothing to do with Star Fox at all. And apparently Miyamoto stepped in and said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you just put Star Fox in it and you know, so that people know what in the world you're, you're talking about here? So why do you love the game so much? Tell, just tell me about the game. Yeah, so I, I loved the GameCube. Growing up, we never had the NES and I always just remember having the Super Nintendo. I don't remember not having it. And even then, I didn't play it a ton. Uh, I played Mario Kart on it, played Mario Paint or something, whatever that game was, Paperboy. Just didn't play it a ton. And I wasn't a big fan of the 2D side scrollers. I just, those games just didn't catch my attention, I guess. So the, the GameCube came out and we had the N64. Um, as well and then we got the GameCube for Christmas the year it came out I believe and my parents we got a Star Fox Adventures as well I don't remember when exactly that game came out if it was right or it came out early on in the GameCube I believe um, if I remember right but I just loved the the open world aspect of it I loved uh, Super uh, Mario 64 because it, it felt more open world than other games I previously played I, lo I love the open world aspect of games I always wanted that in other games that I played that I guess I didn't know. I didn't know much about video games. I didn't know if those kind of games were out there. And this game was, it seemed very open world. You could go run over and talk to that dinosaur. And I thought that was cool. You could go attack this other dinosaur that's over here. So I just really love that part of it and, and following the storyline of that. So. so your list consists mostly of kind of competitive games or sports games. Why, why this just kind of this adventure game is just kind of in the middle here. Was there anything kind of like really special about it? Do you like, I have to talk about this amongst all the sports games that I'm talking about? Um, I think just growing up, it was one of my favorite games to be played. When I think about being a kid and playing a video game, this is one of the first games that come to mind uh, other than sports. I, I played mostly sports games growing up and um, that's just what I did. But for some reason, this game caught mine and my brother's attention and we, 
all three of us would play it. I'm sure my little brother played it. I don't really remember him playing it. Uh, but my older brother, we would get home from school, and I'd watch him play for an hour because we had a set time limit from our parents to only play a game for an hour a day. And so he'd play, and then I would get on, and I'd play and pretty much follow the same path he did. So I don't know why I enjoyed that because I just did whatever he did. Uh, and this was when you had your own memory cards for the GameCube. So that was, that was nice to have my own save file on there as well. So I think just when I think of a, a few games as a kid... This is one of the few that I really just enjoyed other than it was a nice break from the sports games in a way as well. So, Well, we're going to jump back into sports games, and you talked about your brother too, which is going to be a good segue into honorable mentions. We're going to talk about three games. Didn't make the cut of the main three here. We're going to start off with NHL Hits 2003. This is probably the, the lowest rated game that we're going to talk about here today. It's got a 3.7 rating on Channel 3. But there are two five-star ratings in particular. One is yours. The other is what's your brother, of course. My brother. <laughs> your, your brother is the other one in here. So I, I guess I don't need to ask. Awesome. Uh, I don't need to ask about the uh, the relationship here coming off the Star Fox Adventures talk here. So is that what drove this one here? Is uh, a little time with what? Not really, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, just I don't coincidence. Really this. <laughs> I don't really remember playing this a ton with him. It was just another game we had on on the GameCube growing up. And it wasn't really till college that I really started to fall in love with this game. And again, the, the same friend that I played Overwatch with, me and him would play this in the dorms. And I don't like hockey either, so <laughs> I'm not sure why I just love this game so much. Uh, I, I didn't like the, the NFL Blitz games. For some reasons, those games didn't really catch my attention at all. But this game, it's pretty much the same thing, but on ice. I don't, I don't know hockey players. I couldn't tell you anybody that was in that. Maybe Mario Lemayu or someone. I, you know, so listen. I got. I, I just had someone <laughs> knocking at my door. I live in Pittsburgh, ten minutes from the Mario Lemieux <laughs> Center, where the Penguins train. <laughs> they, they're here to kill me because of you. I mean, I'm a Flyers fan Sorry. living in the Pittsburgh area already. I'm in dangerous territory as is. That, that was the end of it for me. You, you mispronounced <laughs> his name. I'm. They're, they're coming for my me. My bad. My bad. <laughs> but the game was three on three hockey. So not even real hockey at all. And you can be set ablaze if you get big hits. You can the first uh, fire you get is blue fire, so you're not like as powerful. And then as you fill up your other meter you become the, the red orange fire. And that's when you can really lay people out and, and really just uh just pummel them. And I love that. It's ba- it's basically fighting with hockey. Hockey was just a part of the game. And so me and my friend, we would do the, the campaign mode together. And in this game, you can customize all your players. You can give them a shark's head. You could give another player a robot head. You can make a mouse out. That was, that was just fun little customizable thing. So we, we customized a full team of guys on our dorm in our floor and just dominated that campaign. We found out that if you get in a fight and send a guy to the box, Two on two was a lot easier to score. Even two on three was a lot easier to score as two than having three out there because you would just have one guy skate down and then at the last second pass it over and do a one timer into the net and just we would just dominate guys, dominate teams. So that was that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm not sure why that's one of my favorite games of all time, but it is. So <laughs> was this just someone else in the dorm who had it? No, I so I had it. He loved hockey. My my best friend in college, he loved hockey. Big Blackhawks fan. Try to get me into it. I'd watch some Blackhawks. I don't get it. It's just not fun. It wasn't. It's just not a sport for me. (laughs) 
And but he loved hockey, so I showed him this game, and we just enjoyed playing it together. So well, we're just gonna have a quick moment of silence here as the the arcade sports major era started with NBA Jam, and I and I think it ended here. Like this this was probably the end of it before the concussion era started, and I think all yeah. the uh, you know the the blitz and hits and everything else went away kind of after this period. So I wish I could say yeah. oh we. We need those arcade, uh, those ridiculous arcade games back, but there's no way the leagues will sign off on this. So a moment of silence before I hand it back over to El Rey for an entirely different breed of sport game. Oh, by the way, I, I, let me, I have a real problem here. I got a real problem. Oh, and I, now I've learned that and now I know that NHL hits has this issue too. I, I can't I can't stand it. Blue flames are hotter than red flames. I, I can't stand every instance where they go blue and then red because it doesn't make any sense. Yep. It says you're on fire and like, oh, you're cooling down. That That's what that's saying. Ray, I, I, saw, come, I come from two generations of natural gas workers in the city of Philadelphia. I can have this conversation with you if you'd like, but that's we're not, we've already got <laughs> a, a math issue. and a movie podcast. We can't maintain this rate of podcast growth. It's just, I, can't, I can't deal with this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next game, I will mention Backyard Baseball, also known as Pablo Sanchez and Friends. <laughs> uh what so what year what year are we, are we talking about the original 97 or 2001 when the mlb all-stars were put into it which which backyard baseball are we talking about um yeah so i guess i don't really remember a year specific we had we had on the pc growing up and this was so growing up this was my game i like i said i didn't play the super nintendo much that we had and other than Donkey Kong 64 and, and Mario and uh, the GameCube. I didn't really play many games on con- console, so I played this a lot on the PC, and it was really the whole backyard series. I loved it. But baseball is my favorite sport, and backyard baseball is just—it's just an amazing game to be able to play with with these kids. Who at the time you're thinking these kids are my age. Like this is this is, this is awesome uh, to be able to dominate with these um, with these kids. So that played on the PC, and then was there a 2003? I think. Yes, version, that was, I think? yeah, we that's had, the next one. I don't think I ever played 2001. We had 2003 and played that on the GameCube, I believe. And uh, it had Sammy Sosa in it, which being a Cubs fan and just loving Sammy Sosa growing up, I thought that was awesome. So I'd be able to pick him on my team right along Pablo each time. Like, what better duo could you ask for? The greatest athlete of all time and one of the greatest cheating, but one of the greatest home run hitters of all time. Like, you just can't cool. get into a sports game without a controversy. That's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah just i had a lot of fun with that game and also so i played on the gamecube in college with some friends as well and we got pretty competitive with it uh has had some tournaments and uh found out that if you catch a ball well if you die for a ball it can fill your uh, your superpower meter right away to get like a metal bat get the crazy bunt thing so we would try to time it right to where we can just dive and lay out for it but we found out that if you're camped under the ball and catch it and then dive like right away after you catch it it fills the meter for you anyway so we would just <laughs> we would use that glitch to be able to fill up that meter uh as quickly as we could and it was just a lot of fun a silly game to play as college kids and make competitive but but we did it that was that was a lot of fun with it so if you're making this game competitive the question is how do you decide who gets that first pick I think the game decided for you. It did oh, the does? whole, I, like, I grabbing the bat thing, I think. Okay. So the hand on top of the, the knob would get the first pick. So usually the first pick was Pablo. But if he got picked, I was okay with that because I had some others that I loved Pete Wheeler. 
that dude had wheels. He could just bunt it down the third base line. And he's on first no matter what. You could steal second, steal third easily. Or if you hit it in the gap anywhere with him, instant home run. Uh, at least a triple, sometimes a home run. Uh, so he was an easy pick if Pablo went first. Ter- terrible in the field. That dude could not catch a ball to save his life. So he was thrown at catcher <laughs> to hopefully never be used. <laughs> They've got him. They actually have him on the tier list. They say, like, yeah, Pete Wheeler, he's, he's just like Pablo, okay, except don't let him be on the field. Yep, yep. And then uh, Keisha Williams, she's, she could hit. She could uh, embarrass Sammy Sosa in some of those big – big hitters with how far she could hit a ball. So that was always kind of fun too. So <laughs> so you're saying is that not having Pablo, you could still win the game without Pablo, right? Yeah, I could figure it out. It'd be hard. It'd be hard, but you could figure it out. <laughs> All right. On to the third honorable mentioned famed alpha demo for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom known as the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm not sure how many more times we're going to get to talk about this one because I think it's it's going to get dethroned, but I, I joke, but you know, Breath of the Wild, obviously an impactful game, one of the top-rated games on all of Channel 3. You know, and, and little, uh, A little moment to honor it on your part in case Tears does eventually knock it off here, but why would you pick this, uh, this game here taking up your final game slot in our discussion? Yeah, Tears will probably knock it off. It's, Tears of Game is a great game. But Breath of the Wild, again, it was right after the dark ages of me not playing video games. I was living on my own. I had a college, had a job, finally had some money. And I walked into a, a Best Buy shortly after the Switch came out. I'm like, if they, this is when Switches were kind of hard to find too. Like, if they have a Switch, I'm going to buy one. And sure enough, they had one Switch left. So I bought it and bought Zelda with it. And it just loved the game. I thought it was beautiful game on the on the switch again it was a open world game which so sports games and open world games are my top two favorite favorite genres easily and so i just i love that that you could go climb whatever rock you wanted to climb and and just go fight whoever you wanted to fight uh and i just i never really did that in a game before i I missed a lot of open world games in that time and so this this game was just awesome it was really also the the first i've played a lot of zelda games before but it's probably the first Zelda game I actually beat on my own. I played uh, Wind Waker with my brothers, and we beat that together. And so just was able to spend hours on it with no interruptions, being that I was on my own living that bachelor life, and was able to just enjoy the open world aspect of that game a lot. So how much time would the clock show? Because you mentioned this was an early Switch one, and there weren't many. It was kind of a a wasteland of Mario Kart 8. Apparently 1-2 Switch was out there. And the oh indie games God. were piling in. What a terrible game, 1-2 Switch. That's I bought Zelda and 1-2 Switch, the best game on the Switch at the time and the worst game on the Switch at the time. So The, the sequels are the sequels game. ready to drop, though, Nanner. The sequels <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I will not be buying that. <laughs> I don't know how many. I probably had. It's probably not that many, but probably 500 hours on it. I don't know. Is that a lot? I don't know. Was, I, that's probably about average, I think. If you I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I stopped counting. I remember I saw 220 hours on this. I don't know if I've ever played a game this much, but like I said, it was the it was the one game there was at the time. I was playing in a hotel yeah. on handheld usually while I was uh, traveling for work, so it yeah. just worked I out. Usually, I usually don't look at the hours played. It just makes me a little depressed on what I'm doing <laughs> with my life. Yeah, don't, don't think too hard about it. So, so yeah. what was your approach to the game? Because, like you said, you know, you, you go in, you do the four, the four initial shrines, and then you could literally walk up and fight Calamity Ganon. You can go, you know, liberate the uh, the divine beasts. You can go searching for whatever you want to across all of Hyrule. What, what was your approach to the game? 
Yeah, so I started off just exploring a lot. So I explored a ton and then eventually got kind of tired of that. So I started to go for the Divine Beast. And I knocked, knocked those four out uh, once I started doing them pretty quickly and then went and fought Calamity Ganon. And after that, I would, I explored some more. Try to, I tried to see how much percent of the game I could complete. And then Odyssey came out and kind of ended that. Did you end up playing through multiple times or did you just do the one and just keep it running? Yeah, I played. I played it a few different times, probably two or three times, and I, I changed it up. The second time, I basically just did the main story. So you just it's went through much. bang. Did you did you do the beast, or did you go right after Calamity again? And for one, of I I did all the divine beasts again. I just felt like I need to do that as part of the the fun. I didn't I didn't want to go just straight for Calamity again. I'm not good enough at video games for that. <laughs> Yeah, you need that 50% or whatever uh, energy bar they, they take off of him with the Divine Beast help. That's, yeah. I don't know how the speedrunners do it, running at it with the, the four hearts or whatever you can have and minimal stamina bar if they just go right for uh, right for the castle, but good for them. Yep. All right, now we go from our existing games, and now we move to talk about a future game that you're looking forward to. I mentioned we would be coming back to the collegiate football game. EA Sports College Football is currently the tentative title that's out there. Maybe some VP somewhere at EA is talking about the summer of 2024. You'll notice the NCAA is not in the title. I think EA is done dealing with uh, some of the uh, (coughs) organizations. Uh, I'll I'll make that clearing of my throat kind of obvious about the the, uh, NCAA and uh, also FIFA. Both of those... uh, notoriously wonderful non-controversial organizations they're cutting out of the the middle of these discussions ea is going through a lot of conversations with the the notre dames of the world a lot of the big schools they're going for direct conversations you mentioned the nil and all the the legal gobbledygook uh that's out there (laughs) so this thing's all over the place Mm -hmm. I, i i i fear it's kind of in purgatory but uh you know so is this just excitement knowing that it's possibly on the horizon coming back here I think so. I was I, I was so disappointed when 2014 was going to be the last one. I've been still with full games have been my favorite games of all time, and so I was just so disappointed in that. And then when I hear that it's possibly coming back, just even though it's possible for it to come back, just gets me excited to be able to play a college football game again. Yeah, I, 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 I again, I, I think I had the same conversation probably with Darth Smeagol where we had to really let him down about the the Knights of the Old Republic remake just being sent out and, and locked in the locked in a box and put with the Ark of the Covenant in the Indiana Jones warehouse. I, I got concerns about this one ever happening. I know they're talking about, you know, not using names and likenesses, using names and likenesses, trying to do all these deals. It's this is going to be an interesting story to watch because I think there was even stuff in the last week that's been hitting kind of the, the video game news sites of just like, what what's going to happen with this one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and even if it does come out, how how good will it be? Actually, so I am I'm pretty cautious about it. I mean, they've got the engine already there, right? Like they're using the same engine as Madden. They're tweaking it, and they I don't know how much differentiation there's. Obviously, you know the the modes are a little bit different. I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I, I'm I'm dying to see what happens. I want to fast forward to next yep. summer just to see does this happen or not. Yep. Do we get Metroid Prime Four or do we get EA Sports College Football? First? That's the question. <laughs> I bet we ate college football first. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we move on to a quest, a question from the channel three history books that we have picked for you to discuss here tonight. 
We don't warn you about this one. This is one we give you a little bit of a surprise attack, but we pick it up from uh, from the history that's out there on channel3.gg's quests. So I want to ask you, what is the best free-to-play game on the market? Uh, did I answer this one? I think you, I, you did. You answered Clash of Clans. And I believe your your answer is something like 10 years gone strong. You can't argue it. Yeah. So I want to know how did, yeah. how did Clash of and Clans end up here? It's still I used to play it a ton. It's just on your phone and easy easy access when you're bored just to play it a ton. And they just came out with more updates for it, adding more stuff, more things to it, which a game that's 10 plus years old, that's kind of nuts. But a lot of people, I guess, I don't play it that much anymore, but I respect how long it's been going and continuing to add things to it for being a, a free-to-play game. Was that like a daily check-in for you? Did you have a, a clan of people you either knew or just had a clan you rolled with or just kind of wander like a free agent mercenary dropping in and out where there was activity? <laughs> I think the game came out when I was in college. And so I've guys on the in the dorm we would make a clan together and um and and play together it was at first it was a lot of playing a lot because you have um a lot of little upgrades that don't take very long to upgrade a minute or two at a time and eventually you get to the point where it's like this is a seven day upgrade so then it becomes just like a check in daily get your elixir and gold and then wait a week for your town hall town hall to upgrade and Eventually, that just burns you out, and you get tired of it. That does not sound like the model of every freemium game out there, but (laughs) fair enough. Like you said, it's going for a decade. They're still adding. They're still. I mean, I've got, I've got one neighbor in particular who he's been going with the same clan for basically the entire time of the last decade that you mentioned that I've lived out here. That uh, he's been rolling with the same group, so it it's still going there. Yep, and uh, I still have it on my phone. I'll check in. Once every few months, and that's about it. I'm still in a clan. Not sure how they haven't kicked me out yet, because <laughs> uh, I do nothing for for the good of the clan. Uh, but I had a friend who who really got into it. He would watch YouTube videos on how to attack just right, because there's strategy in attacking. I didn't really know that for the first three four years I played. It. I would just place my troops wherever. But there's a lot of strategy into going into attacking. So I can see that being a lot of fun people for people and trying to figure out how to best place my troops, what kind of troops I need to get and uh, be able to try to get that three star for my, for my clan. All right. Like, and with that, we get to the final question of the podcast. What has been your favorite feature on channel three so far? It's a good, good question. I tried to think about that for a while, uh, but I think I have to go with the live chat. I think it's going to be a, a really, it's a really cool feature. And I think it'll just, as they continue to grow, it will be, be even better. So I think Jay Davies is doing a lot with that. And I just think he's uh, doing a, a great job with it. So, all right. And with that, we've made it to the end of another What Are You Three podcast. Thank you, Nanner, for being here today. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast, dropping every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I'm L. Wright. Dan Tucker puts this all together. And for our executive producer, Joel Willis, have a good day, everybody. Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, go through some honorable mentions, discuss some quests. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I couldn't even start it today. I, I, I just I, knew. 
I already knew you were going to mess up because you you, you, got you changed it. it. I changed my inflection. You changed the intro. The second you changed it, I was like, oh, this is not going to go it's well. I, I cha- I, you know what happened? I got in my head about the inflection that I used at one point, and I'm like, that was a different inflection. Why did I do that? And then it just <laughs> it went off the rails and whatever. 